Hello and welcome to our third episode of Institutional Insights, where we'll be discussing corporate social responsibility and how it can help shape our company's culture. I'm joined today with Phil Anderson and Toby White, who play a big role in the CSR initiatives delivered across LGRI. They'll be discussing the benefits of CSR, such as helping a business become greener, improving the well-being of employees, and how through these initiatives we're able to give back to the communities we work and live in. So thanks both for joining me today. Shall we start with some intros? Phil, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and then I'll, I'll pass over to Toby. Sure thing. Uh, so I'm Philip Anderson, the Chief Operating Officer for our institutional retirements business. I look after technology, transformation, communications, operating model stuff, operational resilience and all those exciting things. And I've been at LNG for about five years. Hi, yeah, I'm Toby Wythe. I've been at LNG directly for about three years, but I've been on site for over six now. I used to work in one of our resourcing companies. And at the moment, I lead on all CSR activities for LGRI. Great. Thanks both. It's good to have you on board for this third episode. So let's start by giving our listeners a bit more context. So what does CSR actually stand for and what does it mean? Uh, So CSR stands for Corporate and Social Responsibility. And it's a term broadly used in in many senses these days across different companies and businesses. But put quite simply, it's the range of policies and activities that we have in place that ensure that we make commitments to the wider community, the environment and all those kind of good social causes and purposes that reflect our brand values um, and our commercial priorities. So put simply, it's about us establishing how as a business we maintain our responsibility to local national communities uh, and uh, projects yeah I'd, I'd agree with all of that i think um if you asked 10 people what csr meant you probably get 10 different answers and ultimately it is just about how we we look to embed these kind of qualities into everything that we do as a business Great. So it's good to hear that it's been incorporated as part of our business as as well as our wider responsibilities within the communities that we operate within. And you touched upon like climate change being one of those aspects. And I know in our recent ESG report that we published last year that we're planning to halve our carbon emissions by 2030. We know CSR has many positive benefits for the environment, but how does CSR benefit customers and the the local communities that we live and and that we work within? So I guess the benefits of CSR to our customers work on on multiple levels. I mean, clearly, as you've called out there, the changes to the environment, our customers, our communities expect those commitments to the environment. It's a, a very highly rated topic on people's minds and it's an expectation that they have but also by getting involved in local community projects I think it's important for our customers to understand how we fit into their lives their individual purposes their their careers you know all the different aspects of their life and we're so much more than just a business who sells products and services so I think there's a broad range of benefits and I think the more you explore this topic, the more interesting it is as you drill down and realise that the multi-levels on which this strategy works. Yeah, I'd agree. I think, you know, modern CSR reflects kind of everything we do. So you, you touched upon sustainability. We've got well-being, development, diversity and inclusion, 
employee experience, brand. I think CSR kind of encapsulates a lot of different topics. And the more you talk about it and more people realize actually how many things are kind of um, affected by CSR and our strategy in particular, you realize just how interesting a topic it is. You mentioned well-being being one of the elements of CSR. Can you talk about some of the recent initiatives that have been put in place to help improve employee well-being and if there have been any additional benefits as a result? So I guess well-being has many lenses. There's obviously a very personal aspect to well-being, mental well-being, physical well-being, all those aspects of it. But our activities as a company can benefit people in, in multiple different ways around that. I think the pandemic has been an opportunity to kind of explore that further because it's put very significant pressures on our people, our local communities, the economy in so many ways. And therefore, thinking about the well-being of our people, the well-being of the customers that we have to interact with is something that's very front of mind, particularly at this moment in time as we're going through the pandemic and, and adapting as we need to do. So some specific examples would be around how our people are able to respond to very different working environments so that they can then directly and indirectly look after our customers who have some very specific pointed needs at the moment. Yeah, and I think some of the initiatives that we're actually running as part of this strategy show that well-being, both physical and mental, is the forefront of everything we're doing. You know, if there is a silver lining to it, there has been an increase in community spirits, in awareness of the kind of things that people can be doing for local charities, for communities. And one of our overarching objectives for CSR in LGRI is to bring all of those activities together, highlight things that our people are getting involved in, all of these fantastic stories, so that we can help to spread that positive message. And of course, all of these initiatives, as well as bringing our people closer to our customers and to our communities, bring it closer to each other, it helps establish learning more about each other as individuals, which is a great benefit to our diversity. A really important highlight from the current activity is the diversity needed when we're thinking about well-being. So our, our people and our customers who are, who are having to deal, for example, with the challenges of homeschooling whilst trying to work at home, is very different to the well-being of somebody who's lost their job, which is very different to the well-being of somebody who has very sadly lost somebody through the pandemic. So it's really pushed our creativity and innovation in this space and made us really think about the different things that, that people need. And I just think that's been a great learning opportunity for us. Yeah, you, you make a good point there, Phil, about thinking about all the different aspects of how this pandemic has affected not just the workforce and, and our co-workers, but also our clients that we're working with and talking to on a daily basis. And I'm sure those lessons learned will take those forward once we hopefully get back to the office sometime soon. So looking forward into, into 2021, are you able to talk and share more about our objectives for this year around CSR? Certainly, high-level objectives are around continuing to push ahead on our environmental approach and how we, we need to care about the climate in, in the way that we invest and all the activities that we undertake there. And as we emerge through the pandemic and potentially the vaccines obviously hopefully take effect and we, are, we get a lot more of our freedoms back, we need to think about what the future will look like both in the workplace and the sorts of activities that we want to undertake in the community because I, I think at least for this year they will probably be different because they continue to be impacted by the pandemic but in the future it's also given us an opportunity to think about how we might choose to do things differently perhaps a, a different blend between 
physical and digital things, for example. So I think this year will continue to be dominated by the pandemic, but not just reacting to coping with the pandemic. It's about thinking about the society, the workplace and the world we want to create or to shape after the pandemic, which is an entirely positive and quite an exciting thing, actually. Yeah, following on from that, I think Phil's note about innovative thinking, I think some of our most successful initiatives have been born out of looking at ways in which we can support people that are ultimately different now that we have to do it in a more virtual environment. One of our most successful initiatives, our telephone befriending program, which helps vulnerable people across the UK, has now got over 125 LNG employees that was born out of a very small pilot in LGRI of just 10 people. And that was off the back of what we were doing with the Royal Voluntary Service at the Royal Sussex Hospital in Brighton. So we looked for ways that we could offer support because we couldn't physically go into the hospitals anymore. And this was an opportunity that we thought we could offer something still adding incredible value whilst we're all working from home. So our first big initiative of 2021 has just launched. It's part of a winter wellness campaign. and We're calling it the 30 for 30, which is for 30 days for six weeks. LGRI are giving their colleagues 30 minutes a day to do whatever activities would benefit their own mental well-being. So we've come up with some structured activities that we can offer people to join in on. And there's everything from discussion groups, from guided meditation. We've got some physical stuff with a PT coming in. We've got some photography courses and we've got some bakery classes. We've got an LGRI cookery school that we're setting up. And But we're also encouraging people to just take some time back for themselves. We appreciate that some of these structured activities may not be to everyone's taste and actually if you want to just take 30 minutes a day to go and read a book or listen to a podcast then we'd actively encourage that and this is nothing to do with flexible working this is nothing to do with any kind of local care or child care considerations you had in place it's just 30 minutes a day for you and mental well-being is so important for everyone within the organization at the moment and obviously the wider that it's something that we really want to take seriously and that's why we're encouraging everyone to do what they can to make sure that they take part. It's great to see that this is being supported by the senior management and that the well-being of our teams is a top priority. A lot of people across the business will have other responsibilities in the evening so taking some downtime is probably not going to be the the easiest but by being encouraged to take some out during you know the normal working day if that's joining one of the organized sessions or do something else like read a book or go for a run I'm sure will have a real positive impact on people's mental well-being. I'm certainly looking forward to the photography sessions that have been organized I just need to locate my camera and probably brush off the thick layer of dust that it's been collecting. Do you think the pandemic has spurred more people to get involved in these types of initiatives and do you think we'll see a similar level of interest once we start to ease out of lockdown? I think last year and this year through the pandemic it's kind of ignited appetite for stroke excitement in these sorts of activities both internally with our people but also with other organisations, with other businesses, the wider community etc. One of the things that certainly last year, the first and second lockdowns did was almost create that sense of we're all in this together. And it led, you know, as we've seen across the country and the world, some real creativity in how people do tackle some of those challenges and and come together. And I think what that's done is ignite something that definitely now won't 
go down again in terms of uh, appetite and um, excitement for that. And I think we're very mindful about capitalising on that this year and making sure we really build on that momentum because it's such a great platform to do more and more and to think more creatively. We couldn't be in a better position to do more in that sense, really, because I don't think we could be doing enough as far as our employees and, and customers are concerned. And I think that's a great opportunity for us as a group. As a division, LGRI are also very fortunate that we have a workforce that are really passionate about these kind of activities as well. So even before the pandemic, we had pockets of people who wanted to get involved in this kind of work. And if there is something that's come out of this, it's that we are looking for these more strategic and innovative ways to create these initiatives, to create these activities and engagement opportunities for people to, as Phil noted, to get involved in something that's a wider picture, something that's bigger than just themselves. And that's, you know, the feedback that we're getting from people who were involved in these activities, that they really love collaborating with people. They really love connecting with colleagues on something that's a bit bigger. You touched on a really good point there that now we're working from home, individuals are looking for opportunities to be involved in initiatives which are helping the communities they live in but also being able to be part of something that is providing support for a greater cause. And as a byproduct, I suppose, it's also a great opportunity to meet and connect with co-workers who you may not work with on a day-to-day basis, which is not always easy in a virtual world. Looking ahead, I suppose, post-pandemic, how do you see CSR being approached and applied to our business? Do you think anything will change as we ease into a new way of working post-lockdown? I would say that actually the purpose of CSR, the core elements of it, won't change because they are the same. It's about connecting what we do as a business with a broader commitment beyond just what we do day to day and making sure that we're responsible in everything. I think it's that versatility and innovation around how we do that that will change because We've had to be more creative as a direct result of the pandemic. But as I say, it sort of ignited a creativity that probably will take us in multiple new directions. And Toby called upon some aspects there, such as greater use of digital tools and stuff like that. But I think the breadth of activities that we will undertake and the connection to our purpose that's been strengthened throughout the pandemic. And I think that is will there will be a lasting shift with that as well. Perhaps how we're joining the dots internally, how our people feel about their relationship with our brand and with our business and with the wider community and about what their personal connection to that purpose is. And that's hugely powerful as well. I think that goes far beyond what perhaps people may have perceived was the CSR strategy before the pandemic. So it's perhaps not a change in purpose as such, but a shift in the relationship that our people have with that in an entirely positive way. 100% agree with that. I think there's probably two points. One, I suppose that the notion of like traditional CSR, people tend to think there's an old adage that I use that it's, you know, two people wearing jeans, shaking a bucket on a Friday, collecting some money for charity, which still obviously has an incredibly important role to play. But actually, the ways in which we can get involved in local communities, the ways in which we can support local charities, and especially during the pandemic, people are realizing that actually, Although fundraising activities, charitable giving is always going to be really important, there are organisations and communities out there that need a vast array of different levels of support. The Telephone Befriending is a perfect example of that. We do some work with, for example, Hove Park School, and we've been doing all of that virtually. 
we've got a number of different organizations that we work with now where we just offer almost professional services towards their charitable ambitions as opposed to just giving them a financial contribution and i think phil's point about the personal connection is really pertinent as well because what we've given people recently especially it started with our summer challenge last year which kind of gave people an opportunity to have a bit of a distraction by looking at their mental and physical well-being we offered some virtual challenges we also had some team challenges where people grouped up and went all the way to our offices in bermuda each of the challenges was worth a set amount of money and what we did we put all of that money into a pot we raised almost twenty thousand pounds and then at the end that amount was split between a number of nominated charities from people who took part in the challenges so rather than just having this one overarching strategic partner we're looking at a number of different organizations that benefit us as a business and obviously we can benefit them but giving people opportunities to do things for organizations that really matter to them because you'll find that when you're working towards something that you're really passionate about you're more engaged you're more active and obviously giving these smaller organizations a platform with which to hopefully get some more support in the future i think also the point around our people's connection with our purpose evolving i actually think our people's connection with each other has evolved through some of the activities we've undertaken as well. And I don't think that will change after the pandemic. So some of the activities that people have been able to do together, virtually or otherwise, have really strengthened some of the relationships that our people have with each other. And I think it's been quite a revelation in some cases. And again, I don't think that is something that will go back in any way after the pandemic. I think it's something that people have almost made a permanent shift into now, which again is, you know, another really powerful testament to the value of this stuff that it brings both our customers closer to our brand, connects our people with our purpose, but just connects our people with each other. You know, Toby's analogy about how perhaps we've raised money in the past doesn't necessarily do that because in some ways it may have felt a little bit detached from people's personal relationships with good causes and with each other. But the sorts of things we're doing now are far more sophisticated and, and, and really targeted and focused on bringing people together, which is another really positive aspect. Yeah, I actually took part in the, the summer challenge that you, that you mentioned there and both points that you touched upon in terms of connecting team members together was fantastic. We had a, a team of six and we were constantly chatting to each other on a WhatsApp group about who was going out on a cycle ride. Can we get together and, and do a Saturday ride? But it also allowed us to have that personal connection to a charity that was close to our hearts and to reach the target and do more miles to get you know a, a bigger contribution to that charity I thought was really important and it's nice as we go forward we aren't tied just to one or two larger charities it, it changes on a continual basis from one activity to another. Absolutely so what I think those challenges and some of our CSR activities have done is they fulfilled much more of a personal need that people have to do different things, to connect in different ways that, that weren't possible before, which is, which is interesting. I, I think you could probably write a thesis on how the pandemic has influenced us in so many ways we probably couldn't have expected, but that must surely be one of them. As delighted as we were with the amount of money we raised in the summer challenge of 2020, the added benefit of the feedback we received about collaboration 
about improved team spirit, morale boosting activities, and to your story there, Paige, about people who are just forming these little interconnections that potentially weren't possible or weren't active before is fantastic. That's what we want to continue doing as we drive this CSR strategy forward. I certainly look forward to more activities and challenges this year, that's for sure. Fortunately, that's all we have time for today. Remember, you can subscribe to Institutional Insights via Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Thanks again, both to Phil and Toby. It's fantastic to talk to you and I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Paige. Thank you very much. 